Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hard Nine podcast. Thank you for joining us as always. Today is Thursday, April 27th. The Cardinals still remain at the bottom third of the National League, despite getting a win, one of four against the San Francisco Giants, and our future generational talent superstar is hitting fourth at AAA for Memphis tonight. Yeah, um, the Cardinals really like to win on getaway days before we record to try and butter us up, I guess. But um, not been a good, not been a good stretch of baseball for them. At the end of the day, if they finish out the, you know, the series against LA relatively sub positive, maybe went two of three or something, um, you're gonna look at the end of the month and say maybe it wasn't as bad as it felt, even though it was still bad. They've still got that opportunity to do that. Now we'll see if they do it. They have to do it, but I don't know. 10 and 16, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we said, you and I came on last week, and we said they needed to go 6 and 4 to prove to us that they're not Fugazi. Uh, even if they sweep the Dodgers, they will return home 5 and 5. With, and But look, staring at and probably kicking themselves in the keister over a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of terrible defense, a lack of clutch hitting, and a lack of power. Uh, I think that sums it up. And then, well, honestly, great start today by Miles. Needed that. Needed Miles to become, uh, go back to Miles. Jack's been good on the road trip. Monty's been good on the road trip. Steven Matz has been non-existent. Jake Woodford, I know that the numbers don't look terrible, but if you look at the peripherals, not strong at all. Hard to get on a nice little streak when two to three-fifths of your uh, rotation is struggling every time they go out. Yeah, there is a positive, though, um, to me. I feel like you feel pretty good about Miles. You feel because he's been trending upward the whole year. Every start's been better than the last. Um, he looked really, he looked really good today. Obviously, six in the third shutout. Um, Jack looks great. He looks as good as we've seen him since 2021. And Monty looks as good as we've seen him since he's been a Cardinal, really. So um, I think that's a positive. We'll see what Wainwright is when he comes back. Um, a lot of rumors going around today that Stephen Mass they might be skipping his start and contemplating taking him out of the rotation at some point which is interesting. I don't know if they're ever going to do it just because Matt's is one of the only people we have locked up beyond this year. But, you know, that is where you would see a Libertor. Like that is where you could see him come up if Matt's continues to struggle. But if you have, if, even if you have like two guys in your rotation that are shaky and three that are pretty solid at the deadline that stay healthy, hopefully you can address that at the deadline and make and fix it, honestly. So at least you feel better much better about where the rotation's at than you did. But it's just their vibes around this team are, are very weird right now. That's the thing to me. It's very weird. It, 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 they don't even look that excited. Like, Burleson hit a home run today to give him the lead. Um, after with, It was a pitcher's duel between Logan Webb, who was great today, and Michaelis. And it just didn't feel like it should feel when you get the lead. No, nor did it look like it in the dugout. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I've told you many times. It feels like this is the most boring ass white bread team there is out there. It's just boring. And I don't know what, like, I understand, like, it's the chicken and the egg argument. When you win, like, do you win because you're having fun or are you having fun because you win? I understand that. Like, I've played sports. I, I, I've watched sports my entire life. I know that. But even when they are winning, it feels like there's no sense of community. And, and again, I'm not in that dugout. I'm not in that clubhouse. So I'm not going to judge from afar too much. But it does feel like there is something off. Uh, one thing I think fans can easily say is the Giants offense is not good. It's just not. That is not a lineup that scares you. 
in at all. You made Alex Cobb look like Jacob deGrom, and you lost a bullpen game that you should have won. I mean, to be fair, yeah, you take one of four in San Francisco, that's not a fucking silver lining, if we're going to be honest. No, I mean, it is, because losing four is much worse. But I, I that's what a silver lining is. It's like a slight silver lining in a bad situation. So that is actually exactly what it is. But, well, it doesn't um, feel silver to me, bro. It feels like bronze at best. But uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I think I think what it is is it feels almost more like a relief when you win um, because you didn't lose. You know, I feel like that's what they're feeling right now is they're like relieved when they win, not excited when they win. Because I think they know, like, you know, if you're the Cardinals right now, you're 9-16 and 16 coming into the day. You win the game and you're now 10-16, and 16, still not where you want to be. So it's kind of like, okay, well, at least we got that one done. And it's kind of like a sigh of relief instead of a celebration that they won the game. I think that might be where they're at right now. Um, but, yeah, I I just don't know what to say. Like, it's every, something new every night. Like, Newbar dropped a ball yesterday that cost them runs. Tommy's made errors in two games this series that cost us runs. Um, oh, Nolan Arnada and Wilson Contreras aren't hitting right now. Uh, the pitching is the starters are good and then the bullpen's bad. I, I just I Brendan don't know. Donovan is now Brendan Donovan is now a bench player. He should be perform. I understand. I'm just saying that's a guy again. You and I have talked many times, like just back and forth via text, via phone, whatever. But it does feel like we came in this year thinking Brendan Donovan was going to be that guy. Thinking Tyler O'Neill, there was a a bounce back year for Tyler O'Neill. There hasn't been. We thought Dylan Carlson was going to take the next step. He's buried on the bench. Lars Newpar, our best defensive center fielder. We traded Harrison Bader to the Yankees to get Monty. Happy with that trade. Don't get me wrong. But because Dylan Carlson was so good defensively, he doesn't even play center field anymore. We've now gone out of our way to find two guys who played center field before Dylan Carlson. Jordan Walker was our second most productive outfielder offensively. We just sent him back down to the minors because evidently we can't figure out what four to play. So now we have to know who to play. Hey, shout out to Burley for hitting home run. But since the second game of the year, he has not been good at all. No, and if we're going to be fair, Jordan Walker had not been very good lately either. Uh, I don't That's have a problem true, with Jordan though. Walker being. It is true. I don't have a. He, he was hitting four hundred over his last seven. I don't remember the last time he had a multi-hit game, Dad. Okay. When like was going one for Nolan? three. Going one for three is not like something where you can be like, oh, that's amazing. It's not. That he puts you in the Hall great. of Fame, bro. Hold on. That it, puts you in the Hall of Fame. Well, he wasn't doing it every day. And he doesn't look – he didn't look good. Like, even if he was getting a hit, if you were watching him, he looked overmatched at times. I don't have any problem with him being in AAA. I have a problem with how they handled it. I have a problem with Taylor Motter being on this roster because he shouldn't be. But Jordan Walker, like, they shouldn't have called him up to start the year if they were going to do this. That's my thing. My thing yeah, isn't that he's in AAA. That. I – my thing isn't that he's yeah. in AAA. My thing is that why are you calling him up to start the year if you're not willing to go through struggles? And if your thing is, well, we didn't know we were going to be bad to start the year, being bad should have nothing to do with Jordan Walker. Like, it should have nothing to do with him. He was fourth on your team in batting average, so he wasn't the reason you were bad. I, I don't get it. I get why he's in the minor leagues. He probably should have started in the minor leagues. I The thing that bothers me the most about this is you come out and you say – He's made the team because of how he handled struggles. And we believe he can handle struggles at the big league level and come with us, basically. Well, at the first sign of struggles, then you just can't, you can't send him down. There's like, there's too much. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's lies or if it's misrepresentations. Mixed messages. Of, yeah. Mixed messages, misrepresentations of facts, but like you do all these things with him and then you just like act like it doesn't matter. You throw out the window, you play him in left field in spring training. He hasn't played left field barely at all in the major leagues. I, I, I don't know what you've done. 
And again, if they're saying that they don't think he's ready now, then own up to the fact that you misevaluated him. That's on you. That's not on Jordan Walker. He's 20 years old. He shouldn't be ready to be in the major leagues. So if you if you misevaluated him, then come out and say, that's on us. We should have started him at AAA. Don't come up and say, well, he has the ball on the ground a lot. Was he not doing that in spring training? He had one of the highest ground ball rates in all of spring training. He doesn't play good defense. I didn't see him play great defense in spring training. I don't know what they were watching if they did. So they knew right. these things. He played exactly how I expected him to play. He showed some power at times. He hit the ball hard on the ground, and he didn't play good defense. What else did you expect? Yeah, it's a, it's a really valid point. And then all these comments today a little bit weird about the preparedness of playing daily in, at the big league level. I didn't really necessarily you, understand saying? all of that. Uh, I don't have every I, – I, I'll look it up here in a minute. Well, I, don't I don't have it right in front of me. It just kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Um, I, I don't I, – again, I disagree. I think you let him work through it. I think he should be at the big league level. I know his defense isn't great. This organization won a, a World Series with Chris Duncan in left field. All right. Uh, let, let's not Chris Duncan that. wasn't a 20 year old prospect. I understand. But here's what I'm going to tell you. All right. Anthony Volpe has about the same stats. Yes, he has a better war because he played shortstop. I understand that. You know what the Yankees did when he was hitting? He's hitting 230, by the way. They moved him up to the leadoff spot. Guess what the Mariners did last year when J Rod had a 544 OPS? They didn't send him to AAA. They didn't say, oh, he can't handle it. He doesn't need to be here. They moved him to the leadoff spot. He ended up with a seven warrant and ran away with rookie of the year and has become a superstar. Uh, we instead bury our guy in the eight hole, refuse to move him up, even when he's on a 12-game hitting streak to start his career. Don't move him up at all. And then when he starts to struggle, like you said, put him on the bench, and then we send him, relegate him to AAA after we give him two days to work on things and sitting. I, I don't understand, and let's not also forget – we said they, a lot of people out there saying, well, he's not in right field because of the rough right field in, in San Francisco. Alec Burleson, who, by the way, just as bad defensively, is out there he's also. Not. Like He's not just well, as close. Bad. He's close. No, Come on. He's not. Jordan Walker is like the worst defensive outfielder in baseball right now. I get it, and I but understand not, that. Must, must, but the bigger problem is, why was Jordan Walker not playing outfield the entire year last year? Yes. Why was agreed. he at third base at all? Like, at all. He shouldn't have played one game at third base last year. Just to not paraphrase Ali. Um, Ali Marmol. Oh, no, no, no. That's on me. Never mind. Okay, never mind. I read it completely wrong. They were talking about Jordan Hicks, not not Jordan Walker. I saw the Jordan. Yeah. Never mind. We're good. All right. That's on me. Yeah, I, I don't think he said um, anything. Um, it's just but- frustrating to me that here's what it feels like. And I'll, I'll, I want to get your response to this. Okay. Here's what it feels like to me. It feels like, oh, we couldn't make a decision on who to play. So let's make Ali's decision easier. And let's see if two of these guys are good and maybe we can trade them at the deadline. Now, here's my problem with that. And then I want to get your take on that. Okay. Cause I could be off base, but that's what it feels like. First of all, if they're good, are you telling me Jordan Walker staying all year now at triple a because you don't want him back up here. And what if they're fucking terrible? Now, are you going to bring Jordan Walker back up and what are you going to do with him then? Is he going to, I mean, how many reps are you giving him? I, I I'm confused. And if he stays down there more than 15 days, what happens to his service time? Like there's a lot of fucking questions right now that I have. Yeah, I think – I don't think it's about trading anybody. I don't think that is at all what it is. People that say that, I think they're just not understanding the situation. I think what they're trying to do is find out who's going to be playing in the outfield. Like we talked about this before spring training. When, when we were in spring training, there was probably a good idea to let it go Newpar, Carlson, and O'Neal and see who earns the job before Jordan Walker comes up. Because guess what? If they would have started out like this, that's when you normally see prospects get called up, not sent down. When you're playing poorly is when they normally get called up to help. But I don't think it's about trading anybody. I think it is about finding out what you have, which it makes sense. Like 
but at the same time, like Alex Burleson's also a rookie. I don't know why they're treating him like he's a vet, which is a strange right. thing to me. Like he's also a rookie. Why? Like why is he the guy that you're like? Well, we're gonna see what we have in Alex Burleson. He's a rookie. Who knows what we have in him? He, this isn't who he's gonna be forever. He is a rookie. It's it's weird. I I don't I don't really even know what to say about it. Like I know that it was kind of I thought like. They definitely they the move that they made was bringing up Paul DeYoung and sitting down Jordan Walker. They prolonged it to make it not look like that because people would have gone nuts mm-hmm. if Jordan if Paul DeYoung if you had the thing across your Twitter that says Paul yeah. DeYoung activated um and promoted to MLB and Jordan Walker sent to AAA, Twitter would have burned down. But I don't think it looks better. It might look even worse because this guy to have Taylor Motter is the same situation. At the end of the day, I don't really understand it. I don't think Jordan Walker. I don't. I think it will do him good to figure out some things because he needs to figure out some things. Now, whether or not he could do that in the major leagues, it's hard to do that in major leagues. Not everyone can do it. Julio Rodriguez, like not everyone is Julio Rodriguez. That guy is, I mean, a one in a million player. So, well, I don't know. We'll see. It is frustrating, but hopefully, consistent playing time helps this outfield group. That's what I'll say. You and I have talked about it quite a bit, and, and we said it earlier. I don't know when we said it, but the last time the Cardinals drafted, developed. And, and promoted a superstar was Albert Pujols. Let's be honest. That was it. That's the offensively. That's the only superstar that in the last 25 years, last 30 years, last 40 years, I don't know. You, you tell me, right? I, when was, when else have we done this? He's the one. Okay. It's Pujols. You've got a guy. Let, let's use him and get him up here and play him every day. If you're going to promote him. And I agree with you. If you're going to promote him and we said this on here, play him every day. They didn't. They played him at the beginning. Then once the streak was over, I get the off day. I understand that. But he was on a three-game hit streak. I know you're telling me he's not going three for four. No one is, by the way. No one is. Gorman's the only one who's been hot. Newbar's been okay, but he's hitting 230. Let's not forget that. His, his triples are good, and we're not average guys, but he is hitting 230. Like Anymore, It's not like think. the team is tearing the, the cover off the ball. I don't think I think Newbar's better. I have no sound from you. You don't have any sound from me. Zero. All right. Sorry about that. Um, to, you were talking about Newt. He, he's been 244 now. He had two hits today. I mean, he has an 830 OPS. Like, that's, that's fantastic. So, I don't, I, don't, I don't want him to be batting 220. I think he needs to be batting better than that. If he's going to bat leadoff, you can't have a guy that's not getting hits at your leadoff position. I don't care how much he walks, to be quite honest. You're going to have guy if you have the bottom of the order, turning the lineup over and getting guys on base. You have to be able to have your leadoff hitter that can hit him in, in my opinion. Um, so he is, but if he's at the 250, 260 mark, but he has a 415 on base percentage, that'll that'll do just fine because that's what Kyle Schwarber does. So he, he he's doing okay, but at the end of the day, a lot of underperformance. And I, I almost wonder if part of it, and I don't know if this is true or not, is that environment's probably not great right now. Um, and I don't know if when you have so many people that need to get back on track, you have Nolan that needs to get back on track. Tyler had some good at bats today, which is great to see. But you've got a lot of people that have been struggling, Donovan and all the Burleson. I almost wonder if they're like, we just don't have enough time to spend with Jordan Walker right now to get him back to where we need him to be at the big league level. Um, so we need him to go down and be able to fix it and have someone that's working with him all the time and fix it on his own. But we we can't do that because we need Turner Ward and Brandon Allen to be with Nolan, to be with Donovan, and to be with everyone else. I wonder if that's a factor. Like you need to spend, you need to make the development of Jordan Walker comes first before the success of this team when it comes to him being up or down, in my opinion. 
you need him to be able you can't you can't like you can't say well he might help us win a couple games here and there but it's going to halt this mega prospects development like you can't do that so uh, that might be part of it I, I just don't know yeah it, and it just it also sort of just feels like once again more desperation from Mo like you didn't go out and you didn't address the starting pitching you didn't I mean you didn't get you've talked I mean let's get into this too didn't go out and get a shortstop because Tommy Edmond was your shortstop. He's no longer playing shortstop. By the way, shout out to Paul Young for coming up and raking. Not mad at that, but Tommy Edmond cost you two games because of errors at second base. Brennan Donovan's now buried on the bench. Jordan Walker's back at AAA. All this depth that we heard and that we also have been telling everybody, this offensive depth that we thought we had, your bench now has Motter, Donovan, Kisner, Carlson. That's your bench. And Carlson's I mean, he's so buried on the bench. I don't even know what – I mean, I know he came in today and had he had a hit, right? I think today yeah, in RBI. Yeah, yeah, so that's good to see. But, again, he's still your best center fielder, but they refuse to play him in center field. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you can't really blame them for playing Paul DeYoung when he's been – he had the 1,400 yes. I'm, I'm not. He's I'm accumulated not. 0.5 war already in less than a week since being up. And two – in what was it? It's been four games, five games. Uh, that's that's crazy. That's not That's not normal. But – I, I get it, but at the same time, I'm not blaming them for Tommy Edmund making those errors. That's on him. You were a second no, base. No, 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 no. I agree. Make the play. I don't I don't care. You're telling me that you can't go play second base and make a play? Because I know he's not going to tell you that. But that's on him. So I get it, and I do think it's weird that Tommy Edmund was a shortstop because he's a really, really good shortstop. If you're telling me Tommy Edmund was so good that you couldn't go get Carlos Correa, but yet he's not good enough to play there over Paul DeYoung, I'm going to just wonder what the fuck you're talking about. That, that doesn't that's make sort of what sense. I'm talking about. Yes, agreed. And you but, didn't upgrade the roster. You just didn't. You got Wilson Contreras, and that was it. That was enough. That was it. It was That's absolutely. It was. I'm not. I'm not mad. You know that I'm not mad about Wilson Contreras. But that was it. And then you sold us on all the young guys. Well, one of them's back at AAA. Two of them are. Yepes is there. I mean, I. It's just. It's you just can't a be mad. Wild Hold on. Start to the season. Yeah, it is. It's a bad start, but you can't be mad at them because I would have been a high on these young guys without them saying anything. I understand that, but, but we were high on them, Taylor Motter, but and we then you resign him two days later. But we were high on them immediately after the season ended last year. Like it wasn't like they came out and we were like, "Oh, these guys are pretty good. They are good." No, no, good no, no. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying. But also, I think a lot of it was was built on like castles made of sand. Like we were hoping that this is what they were. We've said many times, "You need this to happen," and if this happens, and if this happens, none of it has happened yet. And I think that's the problem yeah. moving forward from here on. And now you're getting ready to go into the Dodgers, who just lost two to the first place Pirates, by the way, who are do not seem to be trending downwards at all. It and, is April, about, though. Like I understand, I get it. But April, this is the second worst start. Well, worst start in 50 years. 50 years ago, Cardinals missed the playoffs by one game because of their April start. So, yeah, yeah. I, I get that it's just April, but guess what? We have played, what, almost 20% of the games? Not quite 15? I mean, that's a lot of the games. Like, these games do still matter. Yeah, and you're losing to bad teams, and you're losing in bad fashion every night. And that is the frustrating part, I think, because, again, we continue to watch. It happens every year where we bury ourselves in a hole, and then you have to have a miraculous win streak or you have to have a fall from grace from the Brewers for us to make the playoffs where we're going to be in a early exit. Like something at some point, the, this whole the Cardinal way and this whole methodology of our front office has to change at some point if you want to be an actual competitive team for a World Series champion. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, 
the Cardinals were nine and 18 in May in 2019. How's that different? I mean, what did the Cardinals and, do in the playoffs in 2019? They made it to the NLCS. Okay. And they got washed by the I'm just the saying, like, people are overreacting because it's April. They've had months this bad. It's not been like saying it's 50 is the worst start in 50 years. Sure. It's not the worst month in 50 years. And that's really what matters more than anything. Like, they can recover from this. They have to stop it. Like, you can't be, you, you almost have to sweep the Dodgers. Like, if you want, because if you, if you were to go in there and you were to do that, by the way, this isn't the Dodgers, and you might be looking at me crazy when I say that. This isn't the Dodgers of old. This is not a great it's Dodgers not. team. It's actually not a very, it's not even a particularly good Dodgers team. I actually think they're quite bad, if I'm being honest with you. So if you, like, if you, if you were to go in and you were to say this turned it around, you know, this, this game for whatever reason, um, and you win the next three, then your month ends 13 and 16, and it's not even that bad, right? That's not the worst, that's, that's your worst month of the year. You know, it's not the worst month. It's not, that's not horrible, but they've got to do it. Like you've got to turn it around. And to me, it's, I think they're going Nolan Arenado starts going. Cause I feel like we're talking about all these little things, all these, the Jordan Walker situation or Tyler O'Neill, who had a pretty good game day today, actually. It hasn't shown up, even though he did tie the game the other night, by the way. It's not his fault Ryan Helsley blew it. That'd be a much bigger thing that we'd be talking about if Ryan Helsley held this, um, saved the game, that Tyler O'Neill came off the bench and saved our asses, basically, with a double. So, Nolan Arenado needs to step up. Like, where are you? You you stayed here. You said you wanted to be here. I know you didn't take as much money, and we all love and appreciate you for that. But when a team is going through a rut, you have to be the guy that helps them get out of it. You can't be the guy that, that helps us sink further. You can't have Goldschmidt going four for five yesterday by himself, scoring our only runs because he hit two homers, and you're just a non-factor all game. He doesn't even look. There are a couple of swings there where it doesn't even look like he's looking at the baseball. He's like popping up yeah. on the infield and not even looking at the like, you know how normally when people pop up, their head moves the least? He's, like, staring at the pitcher while the ball's in the air. I don't know what's going on with him. He had a hit today, but he's got to figure it out. Like, this team's going to go when he goes because he's one of the anchors. I don't think we can just look at this team and say, why are they struggling and give Nolan Arenado a free pass because he has been Agreed. awful. He's, like, three for his last 34. It's awful. Um, Jordan Hicks, much better lately. And Hennessy's Cabrera, both much better lately. Yeah. Zach Thompson, not great last night. Chris Stratton, not great last night. Um, that Those were both bad. So those are downers. But Jordan Hicks, Cabby, that's good to see. But it just feels like you get two going, and now all of a sudden we got two going the other way. And I think that is the feeling with this team. Not It's not that all cylinders aren't clicking. It's that uh, a, a mind, I mean, a part of the cylinders aren't clicking. Yeah, I think, that is I a think... massive problem. And that's why I think believing that the Cardinals are going to go in, and I hope they do. I hope you're right. But I think believing that the Cardinals are going to go in and sweep the Dodgers. I didn't is... say I believed it. No, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. But you said they almost have to. I don't have any faith. I, I mean, I would bet a lot of freaking money that the Cardinals do not sweep the Dodgers. Yeah, but if you were a Dodgers fan, how much, how confident would you be coming off a series loss to Pittsburgh? I mean, Pittsburgh's 18 and 8, bro. Like, Okay, but we were pissed off when we split with them. I get it. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I how about know. that I though? Think... By the way, that kind of looks like a win. Right. Also, like, here's about... the thing. Shout out to Brian Reynolds for getting the bag. Right. Yeah. Shout out to him for getting the bag. But here's the other thing about Pittsburgh: you're without O'Neill Cruz, your stud shortstop, but you are about to get another Cruz in about a month. Who, by all accounts and everything I've read, right down here playing for LSU, he's going to be the number one pick overall. the The consensus among among college and many minor league coaches is he's Robin Ventura-like where they don't even know if he needs to go to the minor leagues. He's going to, don't get me wrong, 
but he is that good. Like literally everyone down here, when you hear Alex Bregman say he's the best player that's ever played at LSU, like there, there are reasons that people are saying these things. He is that good. He could end up being a guy. I'm not saying maybe in 2023, but next year he could be on that opening day roster for the, for the, uh, the pirates. Dylan Cruz is that guy. And everybody seems to think that way. So the pirates are on the comeuppance. There's no doubt about it. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I just, that lineup sucks. I'm sorry. Like, how how often are you going to get game, go at home runs from Rodolfo Castro and Connor Joe? Like, seriously. Yeah, I, like, I, if they, how about this? If they make the playoffs, I'll streak through the neighborhood. Like, that team is not, not good. Let's not do that. Let's well, not, not get arrested have to, and put on a, because, on a, on a Chuck yeah, E. Cheese watch list. I'm not going to be put on anything because that team is bad. I don't know how they're doing this. They're getting good starting pitching, sure. But I'm sorry, if Jan Oviedo is heading your rotation with Connor Joe batting fourth, I don't think you're going to go very far. Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, like April randomness happens all the time. It happens it all the time. So whether if the car, like that's what I'm saying, like if they can just get back on track here. Like I know we're pissed off and we should be, and we shouldn't accept the way they're playing because guess what? We deserve better at this point in time. You have two Hall of Famers in the prime. I mean, Goldie's still in the prime of his career. He just has his best year ever, so I'm going to say prime. And the primes are their career right now, but exiting their primes, for sure. Like, they're not going to be in it much longer, I don't no. think. Maybe Nolan will for a few more years, but Goldie's definitely exiting his prime right now. He looks great, though. I Like, you've got to take advantage of the situation. I will say, there is some uh, some part of me that thinks these early season struggles might help. Not the team, not the players. But the manager GM being like, man, we really need to fix this because this is three years in a row of this, and it's worse now than it's ever been. So there might actually be some urgency right now. Now, their version of urgency was sending down Jordan Walker. For, I don't know why that was what they thought was needed. But if they can pick the right amount of urgency, maybe this is what propels them to go get someone at the deadline that's bigger. It's like, okay, well, we can't keep doing this. I mean, I, I don't know. But if they keep playing like this, Dad, the fans aren't showing up. They're not going to no. be showing up. It's not going to happen. And here's okay. Let we go back to the chicken and the egg, like with the are you winning because you're having fun or having fun because you're winning? It goes the same way with this, right? They've now sent Walker to AAA because they're going to put the four outfielders, whatever. Okay, whatever. That's who. That's your. That's what you got now. All right. But here's the yeah. thing: if they get hot, let's say two of the three get hot. Well, all right. Then are you trading one of them at the deadline? Like you can't. We've already seen that. You need a lot more than just like that. Like I think you're putting yourself in a massive problem here. here. And so let's say, hold on, let me finish. I haven't even finished my question here. Let's just say that I know that I'm not, I'm kind of discounting Newt because I don't think he's going to get traded. All right. But let's say Tyler and one of the other ones get hot, whether it's Burley or DC, then are you going to trade them in, in July for a, for a pitcher? And now all of a sudden you're calling Jordan Walker back up who you've already sent down once. And now he's been at triple a for let's say three months, or are you going to put the, I, I just think I, I don't. Okay. Then that causes enough. Now we're adding a whole nother problem. I think and you're also, looking at thing, it if, the wrong way. If you, if you leave them all in and they struggle, now you have no value from any of them. I don't, I don't know if you're damned, if you do and damned, if you don't, I don't know that answer. I think you're looking at it the wrong way. I don't think they're looking at this in terms of trading anybody. Like, why would you be doing that? There's no reason to even think about trading anybody right now. I think what they're doing is they're trying to find an outfield combination that works because it hasn't been working and no one's getting consistent playing time. I think they're finally giving Tyler O'Neill the run he deserves. He's earned. Tyler O'Neill's earned this run. 
2021 alone has he has earned to be playing every single day. And the fact that they weren't is embarrassing. And I think it's stupid. Um, Lars Newpark should be playing every day. And then it comes down to Burles and Carlson. And that might be a platoon right now. So I don't think it's about trading anybody. And also, like, you can't predict if you're a GM, you can't even do that because you have no idea who the hell, whoever you want to trade with wants and who they even have available. If Dylan Cease becomes available, like if that were to happen, something like that, you're not going to be able to say, well, I don't want to trade you this guy, this guy. You're going to they're, either they're going to tell you what they want and you're either going to make the trade or you're not. Like, it doesn't matter that at that point. So I, I think they're just trying to win games now, which is a good thing. They're trying to find a way to get consistency so they don't fall out of the playoffs by mid-May. Because if you're 13 games back by May 10th, you're in trouble. So, all right. Before we get out of here, I got a few questions for you. So, I want to get your answers. How long is the leash on Paul DeYoung? Go. If he goes, if he goes over eight with like five strikeouts in a two-game period, he's not starting again for a week for me. Okay. So, what if he goes four for 16 in a four-game period with four singles? Then I'm playing Donovan. Okay, so that's that's so two fifty over the next four games. Like I, I think, just, I really want to know. We're back to where, like I think that's a really interesting question because I'd like to know what. I mean, is he now a staple because he's had a hot start? I no. I just I don't know what it is. Here's here's where he's at, and I think he knows this because he probably should, and I think it's fair because of how bad he's been. He's had a and he's done this before. Where he's come up and been hot, and then they let him go, and then he doesn't get a hit for two weeks. Um, I think he's at a point where if you're gonna stay alive, you're probably gonna have to be great for a month. Like you're gonna have to be great for a month, and then if you struggle, you have to bounce back fast. Like okay, at this point, that's just the point, the position he's put himself in. Because, I mean, I you can't have Paul Young going up there and striking out every time again. But I do think we should give him some love because he he looks different. And it's not I that agree. I think it's sustainable because I don't even know if it's sustainable. But his swing is there's a palpable difference. That's what I look at because when you have him come up like last year, and we even talked about, this, I was like his swing looks the same. Like he is hitting home runs right now, but he doesn't look different. He, he looks like he's made a substantial change in his swing. Now, whether or not he's going to be able to stick to it when times get tough, because he's he's not going to become, you know, Carlos Correa. He's going to struggle again. If he's going to be able to – I just don't know. Like, even when his name – even though he's hot right now, when his name is in the lineup, I feel worse about it than when Donovan's name is in it. I'm still what, there with him. Okay, let me piggyback on that because I got three more questions for you, and then we'll get out of here. Let me piggyback on that. Um, what does that do for Brendan Donovan's confidence and his ability – to perform at the level that we saw last year? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think you're going to see him play more outfield, um, Donovan, if guys aren't performing out there. Um, I do. Like, and, There's and our fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, which is probably Boy, why. I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing at this point. Well, why would you not want to have a guy that can play everywhere? Why would you not want that? I, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. We're talking about, look at Brendan Donovan's offensive stats. Like, they're not good, but we said Jordan right now, Walker I down. Mean, it's a month, Dad. It's a month. Nolan Arnado has the worst baseball savant page you're ever going to see in your life right now. He's Nolan I, Arnado. Okay, Nolan Arnado has a 10-year track record. Brennan Donovan doesn't, okay. so let's, I mean, let's just, relax Okay, Julio Rodriguez has been really bad to start the year. He doesn't have a 10-year track record. He has an 18-year contract, but doesn't have a 10-year track record. So okay. P- struggles happen in this sport. The thing that I don't like about having this many options, op, 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 oh my gosh, options. I just had like an attack. Uh, having this many options is when guys struggle, you get too tempted to put other guys in. Mm-hmm. That's not how baseball works. This isn't basketball where you have a rotation every night. So if Steph Curry has an off shooting night, you could just bring in Jordan Poole. That's not where we're at. It's not baseball. 
So you have to be able to identify, and it can't just be Goldie Contreras Nolan that has leeway or Newt because put him in there too because he does as well. You can't say, okay, if you struggle for three games, you're out of the lineup for a week because that's fucking stupid. That's not how baseball works. We've been around too long. No. And that is why this biggest thing, it's a jumbled mess of a roster that they created. And I think sending Jordan Walker down helped it a little bit, not because of him, but because you have less options to try and get at-bats for. Okay, so two. this is on Mojan Mozeliak. Agreed. He, to, he should have made trades this offseason, but he's indecisive because of a Rosarena, because of Libertor, because of Adolis Garcia. He's indecisive, and you can't do that in this sport. People are going to lap you by, especially when there are people like the Braves who go out and it seems like they add a franchise player every offseason. Yeah, it seems like Mo is playing checkers while everybody else in the league around us is playing chess. That's what it feels like. I think he's That's playing legitimately like, how I feel. I think he's playing hide and seek, but he hasn't caught on to the fact that no one's going to go find him. So he's just hiding in the closet the whole time. You just. You just stepped on my joke and tried to like one up it is all you just did right there. You tried. Yeah, I had a really good, really good line, and all you did was, oh, let's find a better game that's a better analogy. That's all you did. did Am I just anyway? CJ Stroud to the Texans. Yeah, uh, drafted number two overall. Shout out CJ. All right. Um, NFL draft tonight. Who are the hey? Which player that every other team is going has in the fourth or fifth round going? Will the Saints draft in the first round tonight? That's all we need to know. That's what happens every year. Probably some wide offensive lineman that gets injured week three. From Rice or something like that. No yeah, offense yeah. to the people listening Lance from Rice. Lance Berkman's I'm just saying. nephew from Rice. Yeah, bingo. Bingo. That's, right. that's what that's, it'll be. All right. Um, two, do you think what what level do you believe the, the newness of Wilson Contreras is playing on the early season struggles of the team? I think on the team or the pitching staff. I mean, I think that all goes hand in hand. So I guess, okay. however I you think, wanted to frame that, I guess I think the pitching staff leads to the problems with the team. So there you go. Is your next question about the coaches? It is. Okay. So I'm not going to, I was going to say something about it, but okay. Um, Wilson Contreras, it's unfair for me to, or anybody, any of you who are watching this saying this about Wilson Contreras, it is unfair of you and you're scapegoating a guy for no reason. And the reason, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but I'm saying anyone that's doing it. No, you have no I'm fucking clue. You have no clue. You have, have people that go in here and say, well, why do you call a slider? How do you know Miles Michaelis didn't shake off the fastball? You know, like you have no idea what is going on. There's so many things. You don't know what Dusty Blake's saying in the meetings. You don't know what Wilson Contreras is saying in the meetings. You don't know where they disagree. You don't know what the script is. I, I think it's so unfair. And I think it's so predictable from this fan base that you have a catcher that's hitting better than Yachty has in 10 fucking years and who is, who's throwing out runners at an incredibly high rate. Who's, I mean, his blocking has been iffy, but a lot of that's because our pitchers don't locate anything. I, I just think it's so predictable of them to now use him as a scapegoat, and I think it's fucking stupid, and I, I just, it's so dumb. I, I actually hate it because you just don't know. It's so unfair. It is it so is. unfair it for is. us to act like this, and it's because of the Cubs that came out and said all this shit about him that you planted this in our heads. And I said this before, and I'll say it again. I don't care if the Cubs tell me anything about anybody because they don't know how to run a team. They didn't win a World Series for 108 years, and they've been bad since they won the World Series again. So why are we taking what they say and saying, oh, this is definitely true because David Ross, the best catcher of all time, said it. Well, he wasn't. Like, it's so frustrating to me. So I, I don't know. Like, I, okay. I, my answer is I don't know, but I think it's stupid to assume one way or the other. Agreed. That leads into do you believe the newness of the coaches – Dusty Blake, Turner Ward. Newness. Stop saying that. <laughs> newness? Yeah. Newness. Either way, the newness of the uh, the new car smell of those two, has that worn off? Do you think that's been part of the problem? 
I mean, obviously we saw Maddox, we saw uh, Jeff Albert, and we saw Holiday all leave, not be asked to leave, not be not resigned, but they all left on their own. All right. Like that was they made the decision to move on from this organization for a reason. We don't know all of those reasons. All right. Yes, we do. However, we don't, you believe, uh, we don't, we don't know. Dusty Blake and um, uh, Turner Ward, do we believe that's been part of the problem as well? I'll just say the same thing I just said. We have no fucking clue. Okay. Here's the thing. Like you, how am I, how I mean, you could, fans? you could give us a guess here to help everybody. I can't give out. you a guess. Cause how am I supposed to tell you whether it's execution by the players or game plan by the coaches? I can't that tell is, you that. That's valid. That's valid. So, so if Steven Matz's approach, let's say is to get sinkers in, which is where Contreras was set up all day yesterday, get your sinker inside and he's leaving it out over the middle of the plate. Is it dusty Blake's fault that Steven Matz has no command that day? No, please understand that I wasn't no, I'm blaming not, I'm, those guys. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the people listening. That's, oh, well, but, people listening are watching. They're thinking you're blaming me right now. Okay, I'm not blaming you. But what I'm saying is, like, there's no guess. That's why I hate when people do this. I don't know. It's not me. That's why when people say, hey, this hitting coach should be fired. If the players like him, then what should I? why should I say anything? I don't think right. Turner Ward is going up to Nolan Arenado and saying, hey, why don't you suck today? Nolan, the Hall of Famer. Why don't you right. change what you've done your whole career? I don't think that's happening. Is there, there's ex execution in this game plan and to me the players should be the ones that identify if the game plan is the problem or if the execution is the problem not me because i have no i have no idea uh last question should ollie be on the hot seat no for what okay for a bad rotation he was handed look here's why i'm asking you these questions these are the hot topics that are going, going on right now so on social media and around the Cardinal fan base. So that's I'm, why I'm asked, bringing this I'm question I'm not mad at you. the question. They're not that I believe it. Well, you, you've gotten a little snippy tonight. Here's my problem, and here's why I'm getting frustrated. Your newness is wearing you. off. I'm sorry that it's coming off as it's at you, but I listen to a lot of St. Louis sports talk because they have a lot of interviews with people that have more insight because they're around a team that I don't have. So I want to hear what they're saying. Um, it's the same goddamn question every day. It's about Ali Marmol. It's about... <laughs> Ali Marmol was handled a jumbled shit show of a roster. There's starting pitchers that don't strike anybody out. There's relievers that have been volatile their whole career. There's there's uh, 85 outfielders. Paul DeYoung's back. What is he supposed to do with this? Like, how do you make sense of it? And I think it may. And I'm so happy for Paul DeYoung, but my gosh, how much more difficult does it make it that he's hitting? Now he's like, I don't know what the hell to do. Like, throw the names in a fucking hat and put them on the lineup because he has no idea what to do. Too much. We've said too much talent is never a bad thing. I think it is a bad thing. I I almost have to get off Twitter because there are some things I just don't understand. Yeah, same. I don't understand all the Ollie hate. There are some things he does that are warranted. Like, if he makes a bad decision, he brings in a reliever that gets blown up, that's something you can blame him for because that's the decision he has control over. But what he doesn't have control over is that he was handed a roster when probably told, hey, you got to get these guys at bats because we got to find out what we have. And so when he's sitting someone you don't want to sit, guess what? Every night he's probably not going to be playing all nine guys you want because he has to find a way to get these guys in. It's what he's told to do. Like he's told to get these guys in. Right. He's had a roster with too many people that are almost too good. Like you don't have enough players that are bad. You either have like modern – Honestly, just him. <laughs> just him. You have guys like modern who can't play. And then you have guys like Carlson who should be playing. But then Burleson hits a homer today to give you the lead. And it's like, Ali almost can't catch a break. He needs someone to be so much worse than the other. But they're all being like equally mediocre. They're all uh, white bread, bro. 
They are boring ass white bread. They're not boring. That's what they are right players now. Players aren't boring. Tyler O'Neill is not a boring player. Burleson's you know what boring... I mean. Right now, the... they all look alike. They yeah. look like the loaf of bread. That's what I'm. They all look like nothing separates. Not even it's mold bad right now. There's no mold either. Like no and mold. You also, have, you know how like when you're going when you're going well as a team, there's normally one guy you can point to that's going nuts. You know, like in 2021, when we went on that crazy streak, Goldie and Tyler O'Neill were out of their minds for that entire streak. Like they were going insane. You're not having anybody do that. Other than Paul DeGon. Paul DeGon. Yeah, he, but he's cooled off lately. He struck out four right, times. Right, he has. But, still, um, yeah, yeah. He got, he got a hit, but he did strike out four times today. Yeah, um, yeah. But you're not ha- – Goldie had a great game yesterday. He hit the ball hard today too. But you need somebody like – that you can they, that the other team's afraid of at some point in time. It seems like you're not afraid of anyone right now, except for maybe Goldie. You've got to have someone like be able to have a player of the week type week at some point. Like Yandy Diaz, the reason the Rays were winning is they had Yandy Diaz and Brandon Lau going nut job. Like we haven't had that yet. And when you have guys like Arenado and Goldie and Contreras, you know it's going to come because they have weeks like that all the time. They just need to do it. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I think that's hard to argue with, but it's just so funny that three weeks ago we were talking about how it would be no problem for Ali to find a bats for all these guys, and we had a feeling that they would all be doing very well. Now it's finding a bats for everybody because they're all not doing very well. That is, it's gone to complete all, 180. Or they're all like not doing the process. None of them are doing bad enough to where you can't, you should not play them, and none of them are doing well enough to where you, except for Newt, because Newt is playing really well. Then we have to play. I mean, even Newt dropped a fly ball. He should have cost us the game. So it's like. Whatever way you turn, something's going wrong. I do think, though, I think tomorrow's a big game. Now, now let's get into a little bit of this series, just a little bit, and then we can get out of here. Um, I think tomorrow's a big game. They haven't won the first game of the series. And they can keep saying they don't think about it, but I know you know now because the reporters asked you about it. So I think if they go in there, they win tomorrow. By the way, it'll only be the second time this year they've won two in a row, which how pathetic is that? If they go, that's so third, third time, sorry. That's so bad. But if they can go in tomorrow and take game one against the Dodgers, set yourself up to be able to win that series immediately because you have Jack going late in the series and Monty. I think that's, that'd be really, really good for them. They need to do it. Is Jack going tomorrow? Yeah, Jack goes. I think so. I think Jack's tomorrow. Yeah, it is Jack tomorrow. So, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. that's. Back home in like LA. Jack versus Dustin May. Of course. When we get Jack pitching, we have to face yeah. Dustin May, who's been incredible. Yeah. But if you go out there and you win tomorrow, you need a Jack shove job. Um, if you're out there and you win tomorrow, I think that could be really big for building momentum for this team. The problem I still have is you look at this lineup and you see Paul DeYoung in it. I know he's been great and I hope he can he keeps it up. And it's just like, you know, what happened? Like what happened to what we thought we had and why don't we have it anymore? We went from O'Neill, Gorman, and Walker to today it was Kisner. The young and and uh, who am I missing? There Tommy. was somebody else in there that Tommy. just made car. No, I don't remember who it was. Whatever Tommy. it was, was, yeah, Tom. Like, what are we doing here? Anyway, I, okay. Sometimes I think you're deaf. Make, I said it like four times. Make your well. You were. I think there was a little glitch there. Um, uh, by the way, thank you guys for watching this. This was a lot of stuff that we've had to get out that we needed to get out that we needed to talk about. There's been a lot going on. Obviously, you can find us on the socials right here. We'd love to have you join us. Uh, please hit that subscribe button on YouTube. That helps us out. Tell a friend. We appreciate you for all of that. Um, oh, let's make a prediction and get out of here. All right. You get your predictions first because um, I don't I don't want to give mine first. That's my only reason. Okay. Yeah. We got the weekend series, Chavez Ravine, West LA fadeaway at the Dodgers. Max Muncy leading in home runs, I think, and RBIs in the National League. I think the Cardinals are lucky to get out with one win. 
That's not a prediction. That's just a statement. Okay, one and two. But I really believe they're going to get swept. I don't understand why you – the Dodgers aren't playing well either. I, I understand. I'm just telling you. I have zero faith right now in this team. I hope that they change it. I hope that they turn it around. I hope the two pitchers uh, go out there and shove. That's really what I hope. That just doesn't seem to happen in a three-game set yet. So I'm picking – I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say they, the Cardinals get out of L.A. with a with one win and they escape the road trip three and seven, which is absolutely awful. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, so they've got – you know what? I think they sweep. And here's why. Here's why. One, I think, I think when we have streaks to turn around, it's the most unlikely thing that happens. And I think Andrew Kisner's incredible play today, that tag. I think it's going to be like the most unlikely situation that's flipped the script and actually got us got us on track. So I think that, but also here, here's my thing. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the. When I'm you say sweep, the, clarify. Cardinal sweep or Dodgers Cardinal sweep. sweep. I think Jack okay. Flaherty's going to shove. I think Monty's going to shove. And I think we're going to hit Kershaw. He's a lefty. Um, and then I, I think game three, it's Woodford versus Syndergaard. I think they both go three innings and probably both get shelled. And then it's battled the bullpens. So I'm going, the Dodgers bullpen hasn't been good this year. I'm going with a sweep um, just because I want it to happen, not because it probably will happen. And I'm going to pick my, I'm going to pick my player of the weekend. Are you ready? Yeah. No, going back home. He's going to go out there and he's hitting five jacks in three games and we're sweeping. That's what's happening. One of us has picked him in every series and it's yet to happen. He's known Arenado. It has to happen eventually. Yeah, my pick is Max Muncy. No, pick it for the Cardinals, not for the fucking Dodgers. Paul the pick Young. one of the pitchers if you want. Paul the Young. Stop joking pick. around. No, it's not. I'm not. I'm being serious. He's oh the only hot hitter right now. He's going to hit Dustin Mayer or Kershaw. Who's he going to hit off? No, but he's my one. He's my <laughs> pick. Go. All the he's going to go pick. three for 12. We're gonna he's going to ride the, the player. The we're going to ride the D train. All the way through the Dodgers. I hope he does. He looks great right now. We probably didn't give him enough credit. But, um, okay, that's where we're going with it. Because if we sweep, I'm coming here and I laugh at you. <laughs> we're not going to sweep. You're going to have to. You're going to have to do that because I, I don't – okay, last question before we get out of here. Sorry, I did have one more. When do – okay, we we keep saying it's April. Well, April – that we turn the page on Monday to become May. When, if we continue to be playing at roughly 30 – 40% win rate, 35% win rate, 40%, whatever. I'm not great at math there. You know what I'm saying? When does it become a, like, when do we start to, when are we, when should we worry and get concerned? That's what I want to know. Um, if we get, okay. When should we be worried or concerned? Those are two different. Okay. The, well, I, those I, are say, that's a synonym. Those You're are probably be concerned right now. I am. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like you should be concerned right now. That, but I think that they have the ability to play well for a week and then it's not as concerning anymore. So right now, if you're not like at least a little bit concerned or on the edge about what this good team's going through right now, I don't know if you've been watching the games to be quite honest, but that doesn't mean that I think they're going to be bad and miss the playoffs. It just means that right now I, there's like a, there's uh there's an alert. There's like an alert. Like I'm like, I'm alerted to what's happening here. Turn it around or shit's going to go down. I think if you get past this trip, if you, if you get swept by the Dodgers, I'm full-blown panic mode, and I'm saying that this season might be fucked because this team can't get on a roll. They they haven't so you're, been able to sustain any kind of momentum from a win. And that's the biggest problem. Like, how many wins have we been like, that could get them going? It's happened against Mad Bum. It happened in Colorado with Nolan's massive double, and then they won the game after that. 
and they just haven't been able to sustain momentum. And that, to me, if that if that trend continues, that's alarming because you can't ride a high, but you can ride lows as hard as it seems to riding lows. That's the sign of a team that's going to have a tough year. So you're currently a tornado watch. Yes. But potentially by Monday could be it one could be big fat-ass warning. That's, if Nolan Arnado is still playing poorly, and if, if Jack and Monty get lit up, the season's over. Because those are the only two hopes we have. Like So, right. so they've got right. to go out there, there and do it. their thing. There we have it. No pressure, They're going to sweep, so who cares? We're going to be okay. 13 and 16 at the end of April, and it's not going to be that big of a deal. So I hope that we saying. are on here Monday talking about a sweep. That's what I hope. Uh, look, Jazz Fest weekend sweep, down here. Going to Jazz sweep, Fest on Saturday, on Sunday. Looking forward to that, so that'll be fun. If they sweep, will you come on shirtless? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. We need to keep the viewers that we have. Speaking of those, <laughs> those viewers that we have, uh, don't forget – you can subscribe down here. You can hit the like buttons. You can follow. You know where we all are. We'd love to hear from you on YouTube. We appreciate every single one of you. Um, we know it had been a while. Caleb's uh, got a rough, had a rough semester at school right now and winding it down. So it right now. We, we promise it will be a little bit better. We had hoped to be there. It's just gotten difficult. My work schedule has been a little bit difficult. So things are starting to even out a little bit. But we appreciate all of you. Have an amazing weekend. Uh, enjoy some more late night baseball in L.A., Hopefully the Cardinals sweep and Caleb can come on and peacock and pat himself on the back, but we'll just see what happens. We could be at a tornado warning come, come Monday. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Let's go cards.